I want to again thank you uh, for tuning in and for being a part of the online service. Gracias por estar acá con nuestro servicio en línea. And I also want to thank our scripture readers. It is just great to see different people every week reading God's word and, and sharing that time together with the rest of you. Gracias a los lectores de la palabra de Dios también por su parte. So recently, the Cultural Research Center of Arizona conducted a survey and it yielded some pretty curious results. Había una encuesta que dio unos resultados muy curiosos. According to that survey, 61% or 6 in 10 people rejected the idea that life is sacred. 60% rechazó la idea que la vida es sagrada. In other words, a majority of people on the survey said that they do not believe that human life has any special value in and of itself. No creen que la vida humana tenga valor en sí. So according to this view, which is becoming more prevalent, uh, people are not necessarily born valuable, but they can become valuable. We become valuable by doing things and achieving things. La gente no nace valiosa, más bien se hace valiosa. Now, just being human doesn't make you valuable by itself. That's what the people were saying. El hecho de ser humano no, no quiere decir que tengas valor. In the same survey, 69%, almost 7 in 10, indicated that although people are not born maybe with value, we as human beings are basically good. Siete en diez indicó de que somos buenos fundamentalmente. In other words, uh, we may not have value in and of ourselves, but we have the ability, we're born with more good in us than bad, and we can make good choices, good decisions more than bad decisions. Podemos, uh, podemos tomar buenas decisiones y no malas decisiones, más que nada. Now that's significant. I think it's significant because you see, what we believe about human life and what we believe about human nature is not just a matter of opinion. Lo que creemos de la naturaleza y la, el valor humano no se trata de una opinión. It's, it's more than that. What we believe about human life and human nature can literally be a matter of life and death. Puede ser tema de vida o muerte. Because you see, if we think that human beings have no real special value, and at the same time, if we think that our choices are basically good choices, that that's what we're going to do naturally. Si pensamos que las personas no tienen valor y que tenemos la capacidad de buenas decisiones, then, conceivably, it should be permissible for us to eliminate, to end the life of another human being when, in our opinion, that human being is interfering with what we think is good. Podemos terminar la vida de un ser humano cuando esa persona interfiere con lo que pensamos que es bueno. And in a sense, that's what's been happening in our country for the last 47 years. Es lo que ha ocurrido durante 47 años. Since uh, 1973, the statistics indicate that nearly 62 million preborn human beings have been eliminated 
by surgical abortion. 62 millones de bebés han sido eliminados por el aborto quirúrgico. In the whole world since 1980, that figure is 1.5 billion unborn human beings who have had their lives terminated. Más de un mil millón de bebés han sido terminados por el aborto en todo el mundo. Now, if you believe that human life is not valuable, and if you believe that our choices are basically good, then you may not have a problem with that. That's not a problem. Si crees que la vida no tenga valor, no tiene valor y que nuestras decisiones son buenas, a lo mejor no tienes problema. But you need to know something. And that is that God has a problem with it. Dios tiene un problema con esto. And, and for God, this question of abortion is not a political issue. It's a gospel issue. Esto no es asunto de política, sino del evangelio. From God's perspective, human life is valuable because God has created us and He has given us value. He has made us with value. Dios nos ha creado con valor. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, 27, that God created humankind in His image. Male and female, He created them. Dios creó al ser humano a su imagen, dice Genesis. Hombre y mujer los creó. What that means is that God created us, created human beings, in such a way that we were fashioned, we were made to be on this earth to reflect and to represent His glorious being, His glorious nature here on the earth. Nos creó para reflejar su gloria y su naturaleza en la tierra. And so, human life is something valuable to God. Author Scott Klusendorf makes an interesting point. He says that, that our value as human beings is not based on our size. Un autor dice que el valor humano no se basa en la estatura. In other words, uh, a six-foot man is not greater in value than a six-inch baby. Okay, that's not the case. Un hombre de dos metros no tiene más valor que un, un feto de dos centímetros. And so our value is not based on size. I'm glad of that because I'm a smaller guy, okay? So that doesn't mean that a football player is more valuable than me. Alguien más grande no tiene más valor que me. Our value is not based on our level of development. No se basa en nuestro nivel de desarrollo. In other words, a college graduate with all kinds of degrees and diplomas is not more valuable than a four-year-old preschooler, okay? Alguien que tiene una licenciatura no tiene más valor que un niño preescolar. It's not about the level of development, and that includes those who are arrested in their development, those who may have mental or physical uh, uh, you know, problems that keep them from developing. Eso incluye a los que, que son atrasados mentalmente o físicamente. So it's not your size, it's not your level of development, it's not your environment either that determines your value. It's not where you're located. El ambiente tampoco determina el valor. And so it doesn't matter as a human being whether you are in the womb, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Africa, whether you're in outer space. It doesn't matter your environment, whether you've grown up in a rich environment or a poor environment. That doesn't determine your value. Tu valor no se determina si estás en el vientre, en Estados Unidos, en el espacio, si eres rico o pobre. It doesn't matter. And finally he says, 
the value of human life is not determined by how dependent we are on someone else. No se trata de lo dependientes que somos tampoco. So uh, an independent, fully grown adult is not more valuable than a one-month-old baby that is extremely dependent upon others for its existence. Un adulto independiente no es más valioso que un, un bebé de un mes que es muy dependiente. So it's not our size, level of development, environment, uh, dependency, none of those things. What gives us value, the Bible says, is that we have been created by God in His image and we have been assigned and given value by Him. Because of that, hemos sido creados a imagen de Dios y Dios nos ha dado el valor. In other words, our value as human beings is a gift from God. Es un regalo de Dios. And that's shown very clearly throughout the pages of the Bible. Se indica en la Biblia. But there are some specific points in the Bible I want to look at today where God's Word points to the value, not only of human beings in general, but the value of unborn human beings. La Biblia indica también el valor de los seres humanos prenacidos. Now the first of them is from our scripture that was read earlier on online here. It's from Psalm 139. King David of Israel, inspired by the Spirit, Salmo 139, Rey David, he says to God, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Tú creaste mis entrañas, me formaste en el vientre de mi madre. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Te alabo porque soy una creación admirable. David here is marveling and saying, God, you knew me in the womb. I'm handcrafted by you. And, and you've put me together so intricately and, and so perfectly. That is, that is a sign of value that you've given me. El hecho de que Dios nos ha formado en el vientre de nuestra mamá es un signo de su valor que nos ha dado. And then there's a powerful text from Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5. Jeremías 1.5. God speaks to the prophet Jeremiah. Dios habla al profeta Jeremías. And listen to what he says. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Antes de formarte en el vientre, ya te había elegido. Antes de que nacieras, ya te había apartado. Te había nombrado profeta para las naciones. God says to Jeremiah, I knew you even before I knit you together in the womb. Before, I for before you even existed, I knew you. In other words, God had already given him value. Te conocí aún antes de, de, de formarte en el vientre. Powerful. And then we come to the scripture from the gospel according to Luke. This amazing story, this was Lucas, where we find the pre-born, unborn John the Baptist leaping inside of his mother Elizabeth. Juan el Bautista, antes de nacer, salte de alegría dentro de su mamá. Why? Because Mary has come into the room carrying the pre-born Savior, Jesus. María ha entrado llevando al niño Jesús, el Salvador. Now, that's significant. Because if you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 15, just a, a little bit before that, you find that when an angel announced the birth of John, that John would be born, the angel in Luke 1.15 says, 
He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Dice Lucas 1.15 que Juan estaría lleno del Espíritu Santo aún antes de nacer. And so God knew John, and his spirit came upon him. God's spirit interacted with a human being, and this human being jumped for joy because Jesus was there. Este ser humano saltó de alegría por haber visto a Jesús, and then that actually alerted his mother. He was the first one to pick up on it, not his mother. His mother figures it out, and she's filled with the Holy Spirit, and she leaps for joy and says, Here's the mother of my Lord. What a blessing. Y eso da alerta a su mamá, y ella salte alegría. And John is the first one to say or to indicate, Hey, God's up to something here. God is in the room. Dios está en el cuarto, indica Juan, al saltar por alegría. So, you see... Every human being has value because God has made every single human being in His image. Cada ser humano tiene valor porque nos ha hecho en su imagen. Life and value are gifts of God. They are not earned. No meritamos la vida ni el valor. In fact, if you want to talk about what we've earned, If you want to talk, talk about what we've achieved, si quieres hablar de nuestras decisiones, lo que hemos meditado, well, the Bible says the only thing we as human beings really have earned is death because of our sin. Hemos meditado la muerte por el pecado. In other words, although we were created good by God, fashioned and formed and, and given value, Dios nos creó con valor uh, y nos creó buenos, even though we were given this great gift, we've wasted the gift. We have made bad decisions. We have gone away from God. We've sinned and we've actually fallen short of the value God gave us. No hemos llegado al nivel del valor que Dios nos dio. That's what Romans 3.23 says. It says, all have sinned. And, and it says, we've fallen short of the glory of God. We haven't lived up to what God gave us. Todos hemos pecado y somos privados de la gloria de Dios. And so what that means is that contrary to what people think in the survey, Our decisions, our choices are not fundamentally good. Our choices are actually bad because we are corrupted to the core by sin. Nuestras decisiones no son buenas, como me indica la encuesta, son malas por el pecado. In fact, it's two times in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 14.12 and Proverbs 16.25, that the Bible says there are ways that seem right to a person. Decisions, you say, well, yeah, that's the way to go. They seem right, but in the end, they lead to death. Dice Proverbios dos veces, hay caminos que le parecen rectos al hombre, pero acaban por ser caminos de muerte. And there, again, there are examples of this in Scripture. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he thought he was doing right. He thought he was making a good decision when he decided to kill off all of the newborn baby boys in Israel. They were a threat to him. El faraón pensaba hacer una buena decisión a matar los niños bebés de Israel. He didn't want them to rise up, but you know what he was doing? His decision led to death, and it was going against God's plan to actually set Israel free. Eso llevó a la muerte y fue en contra del plan de Dios. And yet, what do we see happening in that situation where where hundreds and maybe thousands of baby boys died, God wasn't stopped in his plan. 
no se detuvo Dios en su plan. In fact, God protected the baby boy Moses, hid him in the Nile River. Dios escondió, protegió a Moisés en el Nilo, and rescued him, and Moses became the liberator of Israel. Y Moisés hizo libertador de Israel. A similar story in the New Testament. King Herod of Judea thought that he was making a good decision, thought he was doing a good thing when, when he decided to kill all of the baby boys around Bethlehem two years old or under. He was protecting his reign. Herodes pensaba hacer algo bueno al escoger matar a los niños menos de dos años de Belén. But again, what did it bring? What did it lead to? Death. Eso llevó a la muerte. And Herod was going against God's plan too. He was going against God's plan to actually save the world. Even contra el plan de Dios para salvar el mundo. Again, however, God was not to be stopped in his plan. God was not detained by that. No se detuvo Dios en esto. In fact, God rescued the Savior, the baby Jesus. Oddly enough, ironically enough, he rescued Jesus and protected him by sending him back to Egypt. Dios rescató y protegió a Jesús enviándolo a Egipto. So why am I talking about this? Well, abortion is one of those choices that in the moment seems maybe like the only option, or it seems like the right thing to do. It seems like the good thing to do. It seems like the efficient and effective thing to do for people. El aborto parece ser una decisión buena, but in the end it leads to death. And it goes against God's plan for human life. It goes against what God has wanted to do with that person. Va en contra del plan de Dios para la vida humana. So, the top three reasons that are often given by people that choose abortion are these. Estas son las razones por las cuales las personas optan por el aborto. First of all, having this child would interfere with school, with work, with a number of things. El niño interferiría con la escuela, el trabajo, etc. That's the top reason given. Secondly, the parents can't afford to pay for the child. Segundo, los padres no pueden apoyar económicamente el niño. And thirdly, people choose abortion a lot because uh, they do not want to be single parents. They don't want that burden of raising a child alone. In tercer lugar, la mamá u otra persona no quiere ser una, uh, una mamá soltera. And of course, in that list, of course, is rape, cases of rape, hay casos de violación también, but those statistically are not very often, but they do happen. And these are all hard situations. These are all heartbreaking situations. Son situaciones difíciles. And we can and we should sympathize and have compassion and care for people who are in those situations. Hay que tener compasión de las personas en esas situaciones. And, and yet, as author Scott Klusendorf again notes, no parent in their right mind would decide to kill their toddler or their teenager for the same reasons. Ninguna mamá mataría a su adolescente a su bebé por, eh, nacido por estas cuestiones. In other words, um, 
I got to go to work. I got school. I got lots going on in my life. It's getting to be too much. I think I'll knock off my five-year-old. I think I'll kill them. No parent would do that. Voy a matar a mi niño de cinco años porque tengo que ir a trabajo. Ah, things are getting tight. There's not enough money around the house. We can't feed everybody. I think I'll do away with my teenager. Voy a matar a mi adolescente porque no hay dinero para apoyarlo. No, of course not. You see, again, we have to understand the value of human life. It's not based on size, level of development. It's not based on, on uh, environment. It's not based on dependency. El valor de la vida humana no se basa en la estatura, en el nivel del desarrollo, en, en el, el ambiente, en la dependencia. And if we want to argue about where and when human life begins, uh, science has already weighed in on this for a long, long time. La ciencia dice cuando comienza la vida humana. It's pretty much indisputable that human life begins at the moment of conception. It begins when God begins that process of knitting us together in the mother's womb. Comienza la vida humana en la concepción. In fact, even those who advocate for abortion would admit this. Aun los que abogan por el aborto admiten esto. Camille Peglia, who is a a staunch abortion advocate has clearly said, and these are her words, not mine, abortion is murder. It's not just the killing of cells. It's the killing of an individual. Esa señora ha dicho, el aborto es homicidio. Y ella está en pro del aborto. So, these are not easy things. But here is something that gives us hope. We do have better choices. We do have options. Obviously, there's the option of adoption. There are other options, and we as the family of God should be in the middle of providing those options. Hay la adopción, y nosotros en la familia de Dios debemos ayudar a proveer esas opciones. And we'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. We need to value life. We need to value life because it is a gift from God, and He has given it to us. Hay que valorar la vida porque es un regalo de Dios. But here's the good news, and I think this is where it makes this a gospel issue. Even where we have not valued life, donde no hemos valorado la vida, where we have made decisions that have brought death because of our own sin, God gives us another gift. God gives us another gift. Hay otro regalo donde no hemos optado por la vida. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 explains. It says the wages of sin is death. That's what our decisions have brought. La paga del pecado es la muerte, dice la Biblia. But the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. La dádiva de Dios es vida eterna en Cristo Jesús, nuestro Señor. That's good news. Protecting the unborn is a gospel issue. Proteger a los prenacidos es asunto del evangelio. It's a gospel issue because God has given us life and given us value. And it's a gospel issue because where we have made bad choices, God made the good choice to give up his son, Jesus to die. 
God made that choice to give up his son for you and for me. So we don't have to go there in that choice. We can trust that God has a different way. God will provide a way. Donde hemos optado por la muerte, Dios proveyó su hijo, Jesús, como regalo, y él lo llevó a la muerte por nosotros. So the good news is this. Forgiveness and healing are possible through God's good choice of giving us Jesus. Hay perdón, hay sanidad. And this morning, if you in any way have been involved or touched by abortion, I want to speak to you a word of compassion and love. I want to say no one is here to condemn, but rather the forgiveness and the love and the healing of Jesus Christ are there for you as a gift. God values you. He wants you to trust in Him. El perdón, la sanidad del Señor Jesucristo también están ahí como regalo para los que han sido afectados por el aborto. So, let's thank God for the gift of life today. Let's thank God for the gift of every single human being. Vamos a darle gracias a Dios por cada ser humano. And most of all, Let's thank God for the most valuable human life of all, the life of Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Vamos a darle gracias por la vida más valiosa de todas, la de Jesús, nuestro Señor y Salvador. Would you pray with me? Lord, I want to pray today and ask that you would forgive us. We confess that in so many ways we have all been guilty of cheapening life. Todos hemos, Señor, eh, desvalorado la vida. It can be done in, in so many different choices that we have made, whether it's our words, whether it's our actions. Forgive us, Lord, for seeking our own life more than that of others. Help us to receive the gift of Jesus. Ayúdanos a recibir el don del Señor Jesús. Help us to be people who speak out for life in ways that are full of grace and full of truth, que podamos hablar y abogar por la vida con gracia y con verdad. I want to pray a special word and a special touch of your healing upon those who today are feeling the sting and the pain and the regret of past decisions and perhaps even abortion. Uh, oro por los que a lo mejor han optado por el aborto en el pasado y tienen ese quebranto de corazón. Touch them, Lord. Encourage them. Lift them up by your word. And may this message today be the beginning of healing for them. Que este mensaje hoy les toque y les traiga sanidad. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to uh, right now uh, show you a video that, um, uh, well, it points to one of the resources we as Sunrise support. We're not just sitting on the sidelines, but we have a great relationship with a ministry that is doing what we've talked about going to help uh, parents, expecting parents in these tough situations. Vamos a dar un perfil de un ministerio que ayuda a los papás en estas situaciones difíciles. Take a look.